Well, guys, the Toronto Raptors are officially NBA champions, and check out our edition of 48 Minutes with our immediate reaction. Tim Daniel joined by Kyle Brandon. We're going to dive right into it. The Toronto Raptors are NBA champs, and we have it all prepared for you, so be sure to check it out. Don't forget about all of our draft stuff next week on our YouTube channel, our articles on 48minutesnetwork.com, and also five-star reviews. As you know, I can't go without saying that. But hey, without further ado, let's get right into it. The Raptors, NBA champions, just beat the Golden State Warriors in six. Hear our reaction right here on 48 Minutes. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. Right, so Kyle, um, the Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions. They That's are the, the weirdest <laughs> sentence I think I ever thought I'd say on the show. It's very, it's weird. I've had, I've had about fifteen minutes to process it, but the buzzer just sounded maybe five minutes ago because of that weird ending. Um, but we're recording this at eleven fifty-five on Thursday night, so um, it literally just ended. They haven't done any of the ceremonies yet. Um, they're nope. still all on the court right now, hugging each other. So, yeah, um, Drake is um, hugging people on a couch while people are watching him on a couch watch a game. <laughs> That's so 2019. <laughs> like in the world of like Twitch, not that there's anything wrong with Twitch, yeah. and like YouTube, it's like yeah, you can watch this guy watch a basketball game on his couch in person. Yeah. In VR or something like. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the game. So yeah. obviously, uh, from the get go, entertaining. Kyle Lowry comes out and it's just boom, boom, boom. Kyle Lowry must have listened to the episode where I said some horrible things about him. Yeah, he, um, he came out and scored the first eight points before anyone on either yeah. team scores a point. I think he had eleven in the first few minutes. Yeah, and you know, uh, we're like we're told, we're we're all texting in the NBA the NBA team for forty eight minutes. We're all texting the group chat, and we're just like Kyle Lowry has come here to murder souls, basically. <laughs> like, He's like, that was you guys don't intent. want me to shoot the three at the end of the game. Watch this, <laughs> uh, hits three quick ones. Uh, but it, it's good. I mean, if if you want, if, I mean, to watch Toronto win this, if there's any one player you want to perform well. You know, yeah. it's enter- it's entertaining to watch Kawhi perform well, but it feels so good to watch Kyle Lowry do well. Yeah, and you know, you know Pascal Siakam is basically your future star too, so you know you, yeah. you have a chance to probably do this again with him at some point. So, yeah, kind of having the guy who really when DeRozan left became Mr. Raptor. Yeah. Um, you know, you're right. It's it's awesome. Um, it's still so crazy to me that the Raptors are the champs, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so. Yeah, so like I said, the first quarter he comes out, he's clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Clay Thompson's obviously hitting a ton of baskets at the beginning too, and then you know that's after the Kyle Lowry eight point run. So at this point, I'm thinking this is going to be a good old fashioned Clay Thompson versus Kyle Lowry shootout, which you know with Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard on the court, I don't think anyone was thinking that at all at first. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of how it was shaping up to be. It was super fast paced. Um, you know, in these games, we've seen Marcus all be pretty consistently helpful. Um, yeah, he was pretty much a zero, and it was it was kind of just a a slugfest in that 
that first quarter with just you know a, a ton of running up and down and a, a lot of scoring I think it was one of the I, I don't have the numbers in front of me but I'm sure it's one of the um, higher scoring first quarters of uh of the series I don't know if I was just because I was really invested in the game and you know not having any skin in the game or a horse in the race is, is the metaphor I felt like that first quarter took forever, man. I don't know because I was like paying attention to every play. I was in charge of our Twitter account tonight, but like it seemed like that quarter took forever, and there was just scoring and scoring and scoring. And yeah, I actually thought the opposite. I uh, I looked down, and there was like four minutes left, and I was like, "Oh gosh, for four minutes left of what I I thought was going to be the last game of the season." And I was like, oh, "It's so it's almost it's <laughs> it's yeah. already it's already over the first quarter." But uh, yeah. Like literally, this just literally came up. I know we're trying to talk about the finals and give Toronto their props. Yeah, Washington Wizards preparing to make a prolific offer to Masai Ujiri as much as ten million annually to run its basketball operations. Jeez, they've had the championship for twenty minutes. Literally, yeah. So. I, I see that tweet. It broke thirty-two seconds ago from Woj. <laughs> yeah, two nights in a row we record a podcast and we have some news break. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so second quarter, you know, it's kind of the most, not that there was a dull quarter in this game, but second quarter is definitely the most dull, I guess, wasn't the most jaw dropping, exciting. Um, you know, everyone's kind of, it's kind of like, kind of like a repetition, the continuation of the first quarter. Um, Golden State really kind of hits a stride there at the end with Clay and Steph. Um, and then it seems, then we go to the half. I don't have the numbers in front of me either. I'm trying to find them real quick. What was the halftime score? Um, Hold on. It was... I'm not sure. I know that Kawhi Leonard... I got some notes in front of me here. Kawhi Leonard only has nine points at halftime, which is pretty disappointing. I mean, it seemed like he was definitely way too passive the whole game, but especially that first half, he yeah. was super passive. But you look at um, Lowry, he's got 21-6-6 six and six at halftime. Um, and then, you know, of course, Clay is leading Golden State. Uh, and scoring at halftime, uh, a big part of that was he was eight from eight from the free throw line going in. Yeah, the he half. had that three point play right at the in the half. He had three he had three three point attempts, but one of them they they changed to a two because um, his foot was on the line. But um, what looked like three different three point attempts where he got fouled on it. So I mean that was just a huge thing, and that's that's something that I thought um, Toronto had the huge advantage this series was free throw shooting and not fouling, um, which was really weird because fouling was a huge kind of theme this whole game. You kind of saw uh, a bunch of people getting into foul trouble. Yeah, it was. It just seemed like, I mean, they said it like four or five times that Lowry went into the half with three fouls. I think Kawhi went into the half with three fouls. I think Steph did too. So it was like, yeah, Yeah. it was a little little tricky there. All right, so that's actually it was sixty fifty seven Toronto at half. Yeah, there you go. And then we get to the third. And, you know, Toronto does that thing I really like, where they start the game with Danny Green to get the defense part going and, and, and like kind of get that uh, settled in. And then when they know they got to score and get like turn up turn it up on the second half, they start Fred VanVleet, who I I'm I was pretty close to ordering a Fred VanVleet jersey a couple times tonight, Kyle. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> Can we can we do the Fred Van Vliet thing now? Can we just do this? No. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So Fred Van Vliet, in my opinion, I think he needs to be mentioned uh, now after winning this championship. In the same breath with uh, with these guards that aren't starting, 
that are uh, great off the bench. Your yep. your Marcus Smarts, um, your Lou Wills, Lou Wills, um, Gordon from Houston, mm-hmm. um, players like that. I, I really do think that he needs to be mentioned in that same breath. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, where it's like Ryan Man, this, this guy's <laughs> Oh, woof. <laughs> 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 no, but I I mean that's kind of the category he needs to be in. He needs to be in that same breath where um yeah, he might be in their best five starting players, but he's just not a starter mm-hmm. kind of thing. So um and as I'm saying this right now, we're watching uh, are you, you still have it on? I have Sports Center on because okay. I thought they would have the presentation up. No, it's on ABC. So Kawhi just got handed the uh the finals MVP as we expected. Yeah. But it is official. But, okay. Oh, yeah. But anyways, Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> I, got, um, I got opinions on that, but that's for a time and a place. I'm yeah. not going to take the moment away. Uh, <laughs> well, we can, we can get to that after. Um, I mean, he had 22 points tonight. The Raptors mm-hmm. had four guys that had over 20 points, which it's just so hard to lose a game when you do that. Um, I yeah. did think at times he was he was kind of the secondary ball handler maybe too much, and Kawhi was almost moved to third ball handler. Um, and, and really at the end, and we'll get to the kind of the last four minutes. Cause that was kind of, um, yeah, the final war there. Um, but I thought he shot maybe, maybe too much at, at the end. Um, I mean, he was really good there, but it was just kind of weird that Kawhi wasn't, wasn't the guy, but, um, right. Nonetheless, man, he, he came up huge all, all series and, uh, really made a name for himself. A guy that was undrafted, um, really his his motto has been bet on himself and and he did and now he's an nba champion and um he definitely has my respect as as a a guy that can actually go out there and ball for sure yeah i completely agree completely all right so we get to the end of the third about 220 left golden state forces a turnover off kyle lowry steph gets the turnover on on a loose ball throws it up court to clay thompson clay thompson goes up for a playoff for a dunk and Danny Green and okay, I know a lot of people. I saw the tweets. It wasn't a dirty play, man. It was a it was no. a bang bang play. Um, and tries to make the dunk, and Clay Thompson lands awkwardly on his knee. And you and I both at the same time go shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what the text said. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he like you said, it didn't look dirty to me. Um, Clay Thompson was obviously busting ass. He he ran really fast he was, and he jumped yeah. off one foot, um, a little off balance, you know, got nicked, came down uh, a little awkwardly, but um, nothing I thought was dirty. But I, I I thought I thought one of the cooler moments in basketball that I've seen in a while happened uh, right yeah. after that. Yeah. So what we're getting to there is Thompson leaves, and you can see him walking through the to the to the locker room. You can tell he's in pain. And I guess he gets he gets pulled. And someone says, "Hey, if you leave now, you can't come back. If you don't if you don't shoot your free throws, yeah, right." So he go goes back. out there and he gets like gets like the biggest pop I've ever heard in a basketball game. That was like John Moxley at all a double or nothing pop. <laughs> yeah, um, it was crazy to put in wrestling terms. And walks up and hits the two shots. And of course, the Warriors do the right thing where they have Boogie foul Pascal to get him out. So yeah, and they were talking like they weren't gonna foul, which was I know. crazy to me. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. That's I mean, that's 100 percent the right call. Mark uh, Jackson's like having some of his insane commentary takes of like, no, I wouldn't foul here, and I'm like, what? Are th- 
are those two gonna stay on? Like we, we, they were talking about Beetle and Chauncey and Paul Pierce uh, not staying on. I don't know how the first two people you don't replace aren't Van Gundy. Like like. I, don't I know. know. I don't yeah, know. Van Fleet's being interviewed by Doris right now. Nice. Yeah. He's got a Band-Aid underneath his... I mean, the Blues just won the Stanley Cup, so we're rocking the Nelly tradition of the Band-Aid underneath the eye. No, it's when from you when he got his eye cut. You know, that's fine, too. But I like to go with the Nelly theory. <laughs> it's the Nelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just repping the St. Lunatics. What's up? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then we get to the point here where, like... So, Clay hits the shots, like we said. He gets taken out of the game. Then Siakam gets some free throws there. And that's when they tuck him out. So then we get this report where like Doris Burke is like on there and she goes, so Clay's jumping up and down. He's just doing whatever he can to keep the, like, keep his legs moving. You know, being um, a true warrior, he's he's ready to come back in. He's just uh, being a little extra cautious, jumping up and down. Right. And then 10 seconds later, they cut back to the game. <laughs> and they cut right back. And she's just like, I've just been told he's not coming back tonight. It's like, in the span of like four, see, four seconds. And then you see him on crutches walking down the hallway. And you're like, wait, what? W- what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, which is really heartbreaking. I mean, he... Oh, sucks. I, I, think, I think I sent this text in the group chat tonight where at the time he got hurt, I thought he was playing like the best player on the court, uh, really on both ends. So, oh, there's no doubt about it. He was the best player on the court I mean, tonight. 30 points in three quarters, um, you know, right. pacing for a 40-point game. Uh you know, especially with Steph not having the best game scoring wise, and we can get into that, but um, yeah, it, it really hurt to to have him out. So you start the fourth quarter, and the the lineup they have. I mean, tell me how many wins this lineup gets in in a season. And this is who you're starting in an elimination game, fourth quarter of the finals. Okay, how many wins does this team get? Cousins, Cook, Draymond Green, Livingston, Jarebko. If that team plays in the regular season, 82 games, <laughs> and that's your starting lineup, how many wins? I think that was one of the Cousins' old Sacramento Kings lineups, wasn't it? Like, literally, that's like that's maybe the worst lineup I've ever seen in the finals. Yeah, I, I that just, includes last year's Cavaliers team. And I just couldn't understand it. Um, it it was really, really bad. I understand Curry needs to sit um, for some time, especially after the emotionally draining stuff. But I don't know. I felt like there was some stoppage time with with clay leaving and um i don't know man that's uh when you're that short-handed it just felt like too bad of a lineup to to really roll out there agreed dude too so real quick before we get into the rest of the fourth quarter Kawhi is a tip at the end of the quarter that at first i'm like oh shit what a play that was awesome yeah and then of course we see that he hung on at the end and it was yeah. not removing his fingerprints in time which i kind of you know obviously thought that was a good possibility but like the just the rack of emotions of like yes oh yeah and it was like man yeah um but again i kind of alluded to this earlier um it's a back and forth game the uh, the first half had 14 lead changes it was really back and forth the entire game yeah it was and no one really had control you get to the 4 minute mark and it's a tie game so it's basically just who's the better team for 4 minutes you know what i mean it, like yeah. Wipe away everything we got, your guys versus our guys, for four minutes. Who's going to win? Um, and I thought this is where I was really, uh, I don't know. I, I was really shocked, I guess, by some of these some of these uh, numbers that got called. 
oh, dude, you mean like the circus shots the Raptors were making? Like Van Vliet hits that crazy three at the end of the shot clock. And then, we, you know, you get, obviously you get the Ibaka hook shot, which was just like, he was just, he had a really beautiful hook shot this whole series. Yeah. He was on I really, one. I really liked him. Yeah, you I start with, Fred Van Vliet does that uh, step back three where Quinn Cook's guarding him and Quinn Cook's not even looking at him and just, I mean, Quinn Cook got cooked. It was really, right. really bad. Um, and then uh, it was weird. Draymond turns the ball over. They, you know, um, Abaka gets that uh, gets that nice uh, put back um, on the other end, and then Draymond comes down and misses a three. Then the Raptors go down. Lowry scores. Then Draymond hits a three. Yeah. So it's just it's weird that Draymond's number is called three times in a row. And I mean, I I literally texted you during this, and I was like, why isn't Steph Curry shooting the ball? Yeah, and you said once the last time you shot a three, and I said four minutes and three seconds to go. Yeah, it was just very weird, and and the whole time, I mean, you don't, I mean, he shoots two free throws, but he doesn't get a, he doesn't get an actual shot until that very, uh, till that very last play. Yeah, weirdly enough. So, like you and like you said, there's a lot of back and forth. It's a little sloppy there in the last four minutes because yeah. you know it's, but I will say it's because both teams were literally leaving it all on the court. Yeah, but again, just weird. Kawhi or Curry yes. doesn't get a bucket in oh, I know. in the last four minutes when it's tied. And, you know what I mean? And I thought this was like you basically just go Kawhi ISO heavy. You go Curry heat check. Off screens, yeah. Yeah, like you. I don't know. It was very weird that it was. It seemed like it was uh, Fred Van Vliet versus Draymond Green, basically. Draymond did have a triple double. He did. Oh yeah, it was a grown ass man triple double. Yeah, too. it was, dude. Nineteen <laughs> boards, thirteen assists. Yeah, um, Draymond is, is another one, man. That that uh, he was awesome. Yeah, he he took his status, whatever. If there was any doubts or whatever, I thought he ironed out a, a lot of his uh, his issues tonight and kind of just showed that he's a certified baller, man. This guy was, yeah, doing it all. Yeah. So let's go ahead and forward to the end after, like we said, no no Kawhi, no Steph Curry. And the spread on this game, which I told you, was the Warriors were favorited minus two and a half at, at tip. So obviously this is before Clay gets hurt in the, in the, in the live action line. Yeah. So with .9 seconds to go, when the when the Warriors full-fledged Chris Webber it. Oh, wait, um, wait. Hold, can we, real quick, before we get into that. Yeah. Let's do the uh, inbounds play. Oh yeah, because because the Warriors have one shot at this, right? There's right. not there's what uh, um, ten seconds left. Toronto's up by one. Yeah, uh, Iguodala throws the inbounds pass all the way across the court. Yeah, Draymond to Green, side. yeah, Draymond Green barely gets it. I know, like, barely gets it. Saves it, passes it to Curry. This is when we actually see a Curry shoot, and there's like five seconds left. Curry shoots it. It does not go in. And uh, right before the shot, you said it feels like Curry has to hit a three f- to win this game. Yeah, and um, that's exactly what it was. It just it didn't go in. It bounced, and um, Draymond gets the rebound, calls the timeout that they don't have, and uh, that's a technical. So yeah, after the scramble. Yeah, so they get they get free they get a free throw and they get the ball back. They make the free throw, they get the ball mm-hmm. back, and then this is where the spread gets interesting. 
Yes. So when Kawhi hits the shot, the free throw after the technical on the on the one shot, um, that makes it a two point game. The spread in this game, like I said at the open, was minus two and a half in favor of Golden State. So at this point, Golden State still has beat the spread. Not that you know the spread doesn't win titles, but this is why this is important. Vegas at this point is thinking like, okay, cool, all right, we won. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and then little did they know that on the last play, they inbound and Kawhi goes for a shot and is fouled by Andre Iguodala. And like, <laughs> Vegas is like, what? <laughs> so then. The first free throw, Kawhi makes it, and at that point, the spread's done. So there is no winning money on the Warriors in this game. And of course, he hits the last one just to bury it. Just uh, really ice him. <laughs> yes, and sure enough, at that point, the Toronto Raptors have beat Las Vegas and the Golden State Warriors to be the NBA champions. So there it is. Bravo. There it is. So since we've started the since we've started this network, this goes back to when the corner three to forty eight minutes to expanding the shot college and at large bid. All we've known is the Golden State Warriors as the NBA champions. So like, That's this crazy. is weird. We've you guys have just as a network, we've never ended a season uh, kind of sending off the Warriors as as the losers. I know it's weird. That um, is weird. Yeah, man. So this is crazy. So we got to do their curtain call now. Yeah. Just so kind of their their uh, roll their credits for their yeah. season. All right. So the exclusive first time ever Golden State Warriors <laughs> exit interview on the Forty Eight Minutes Network. Yeah. So how this normally the exit interview goes? We do a reflection on the season. Obviously, it was successful. Had some turmoil. Had some messes here and there. But at the end of the day, they did what the Warriors do. They ran through their competition up to the NBA Finals. They hit some moments where it looked like worrisome. Uh, Christmas Day when they lost to the Lakers, I thought the Lakers really took the next step, and I thought the Warriors kind of were still stuck in their same position. Ended up not being the case at all for either team, as we knew it ha- how that played out. Um, the infamous Clippers game, the Draymond KD spat. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff. The blowing a 32-point lead in the first round of the Clippers in the game. And it was like, oh, man, like, can they still do this? And sure enough, once Kevin Durant gets hurt against Houston, they show that they, in fact, still can do this. And make it to the finals and lose in six games and lose to a team that was just better and had more bodies, you know? like Yeah, I agree. And, and really, uh, there was kind of a narrative of, like, can these guys play together after Draymond and KD were getting into it um, yeah. during the season with that uh, – with that like little riff that they had, uh, I think it was against the clip, you know, in LA against the Clippers, and uh, it's really weird to say, and I almost feel bad saying it, but I feel like the KD injury brought them together so much more. It did, and uh, I don't know it. Th- I don't know. There was something about this Golden State team that felt different after KD. Um, KD got hurt. It just felt like they rallied more and more and more and more. Um, and they showed a ton of heart. I mean, I don't know. You you really can't question their heart at all, especially after no. this series. You know what I mean? Um, no, without a doubt. It's crazy. It is, especially because, like, you think about it. Before he tried to come back in game five, they had lost a total of three games without him in the playoffs. That was it. Yeah. You know, they there was 2-2 with the Rockets when he, went, when he got hurt. 
and they ran through them. They swept Portland, and then of course you know the finals happen. Um, but yeah, so I guess now it's kind of the big picture is where do they go from here? What's the next steps? What's what do the Warriors look like for 2019, 2020? And obviously the first one is obviously the future of Kevin Durant. From what Woj was saying on the getup, it seems like opting in is his last resort. It looks like he's going to definitely do free agency, explore his options. I still suspect, you know, and then all the reports are coming out that even with the injury, no team's going to back off him if they have a chance to get him. Um, so I still suspect that the Knicks are still the best guess, like I said in 48 minutes last night. Um, but I yeah. do not believe I'll, we'll see him play again in a Warriors jersey. No, I uh, I don't think so either. We're not going to see him play next year. We're not going to see him play in a Warriors jersey anymore. Um, I think there's a new era for KD, and we're going to kind of have to wait um, wait a few weeks to see where that era is going to be and then wait another year to see uh, to see it start. Like but, I said, best Christmas present of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but it's 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 really weird looking back on everything now, where the Warriors, you know, we don't have to talk about is the Warriors dynasty over, but we can we can look at the four years of their dynasty um, and kind yeah. of evaluate that, um, and and just say you know they're two two in finals, um, the two finals or no, yeah three three. Three, two, two, oh, the last four, yeah. So they they were they were in the last five. They won three of them. Okay, three two in finals. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They lost the last two finals. They didn't have KD, um, which is tough, you know. And yeah, uh, I don't know. How do you how do you kind of look at all of this? How do you, do you do you view them differently? I mean, it's. It's hard to say you view them differently when you know the last 400 games they were favored to win in the last 400 games they played. You know what I mean? Like, right. And we were there for the 400 games. Like We watched this team. We covered this team. That doesn't change the fact. If they lost these, you know, if they lost four games against the Raptors um, in the last two weeks, they were still favored the last 400 games to win every single one handedly. Yeah, for sure. So when I look at this run... You know, at first I hated them, and I think like when even when you came on the network, I was kind of the fan that just was like, whatever, we get it, they're good. I just want this to be over with. And like through the last couple years, I would say probably through the last year with the Cavs was really when I was like, man, I should really just, I just really got to the point where I really just appreciated it. And you know, and I thought to myself, I was like, we might not see a run like this again for a long time. I mean, I know, you know, obviously I'm. I was a young kid during the time my favorite team had their best run ever, and it's one of the best runs a team's ever had. Um, you, you know, tasted this a little bit with the Pistons, where they went to what five or six straight Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, so like we we you know we've seen our teams have these runs, and like I would put this Warriors team over both those teams. You know what I mean? Like so to say like our the best times we remember in our lifetime of our teams see this team do what they did was better than them is. You know, kind of tells you everything you need to know about how we lo- how we should look at this Warriors Warriors run. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I still think they're going to be thought of right now as the second best team of all time. Yeah, um, or at least of like the modern era. I mean, I guess I don't really compare anyone to like the Celtics and stuff, just because that's didn't you know? It barely feels Rock like and it, it doesn't even feel like it existed to me, but. Um, 
Yeah. Yes. So, like, this Warriors team in their era against the early 2000 Lakers, you know, I that would be the closest argument I'd have, but I still think That's I'd fair. highly lean the Warriors. Yeah. You know, just more guys, more dominant players. Yeah. Sure, they had, you know, there was a two of the five most dominant players of their eras were on that Laker team, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, Is there... Clay Thompson. Yeah. Free agent. I expect he'll be back. I do, too. I absolutely do. Um, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, is there a conversation to be had about Steph Curry? Just because I feel like he wasn't huge tonight. I do I do feel like he uh, he does perform well in the finals and in the playoffs. I don't think he like is a choker or anything like that by any means. No. Um, but, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, these games are legacy games for sure. And um, I don't think it necessarily hurt him. But I don't think it really added to the conversation for uh, for the staff fans out there that want to defend him and stuff like that. You know, here's what I'm gonna say, and this isn't meant to be like a bias and thing by any means. And you know, I I love Steph. I appreciate Steph. I'm happy that my time of covering this league, I got to watch. I get to watch Steph Curry play with league pass on a nightly basis, basically. If we're gonna blame LeBron for losing finals where he's averaging like a triple double. And he is literally just leaving everything he has on the court and playing different roles. Sometimes he's your Magic Johnson. Sometimes he's Shaq in a series. We got to hold Steph to that same standard. Like I agree. I think that like the way that people are like, you know, LeBron was the best player on the court, but he got swept. And it's like, yeah, but Steph like wasn't the best player on the court and his team lost in six. And like both times that they've lost in the finals, when they've really needed Curry to step in and kind of kick into that next gear and really make those shots for them to be be competitive and win, he hasn't been able to do it. And this isn't a dig. This isn't meant to be disrespectful. This is more like the eye test talking, but that series against the Cavaliers, 16, where it's game seven, and he's got Kevin Love right in front of him. He says, I could have easily blown by him. And it's like, maybe so, but you didn't. Yeah. And tonight, you know, he kind of did was pretty similar. I would just, I, I guess I would just ask yourself the question, if Harden... If Harden had 21 points, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that knowing that all the other stars are hurt, you know, Draymond's not hurt, but, um, you know, Draymond wasn't even an all-star this year, you know what I mean? So I think he's a star, but he's not an all-star at, at right. this point at least. Um, so your other all-stars are hurt, you know. If, if James Harden had 21 points and shot 27% from three, Shot you six know. of seventeen in a finals game. Yeah, of course I just, I'd dig on him. Yeah, I I just I just want to be fair and like, I'm not sure. saying let's destroy Curry or let's let's unravel what we know about Curry or the last five years meant nothing or let's take away his, you know, multiple MVPs or his championships or anything like that. I'm just saying like that was a that wasn't a great game. Yeah, I didn't feel no. like he was super impactful and, um, yeah, I just that's really it. It doesn't have to be like this greater huge thing, but uh, I definitely was yeah. kind of bummed that that I didn't feel like he really, really was his best. Yeah, I was definitely expecting him to kick into Curry gear, and it didn't. See, it seemed like it just wasn't happening. Yeah, and 11 three-point attempts just seems not even close to enough, man. Right, which is really weird to say. Fred Van Vliet, if, I mean, he, he shot 11. You know what I mean? And, like, again, right. they had... Uh, four guys over 20 points like 
like they were spreading the ball around really well. Like you, you were playing Jonas Jarebko and Sean Livingston. Like <laughs> you needed to take more threes, you know. And I don't know how much. Uh, I I genuinely don't know how much of that is on the coach. How much of that is on the player. But um, yeah, I just thought it wasn't enough from Curry. Agreed. So kind of looking at now to, to like we said we expect clay thompson to be back with this team i can't imagine him leaving i would be not shocked well i think i i would not be shocked if he takes meetings by any means but like just to, you know see what else is out there but i definitely definitely expect he'll be i would say i i feel 90 percent confident he's coming back i do too yeah i think that's, 90 that's is where fair. my number is yeah and then really i mean the role players after that so i think sean livingston's retiring i think he's just please you know, he, yeah, he's done. Like, please. even on that dunk he had tonight, he had like no lift. Dude, like, please, he he has like when I say zero three point game, he has none. He doesn't have a three. Correct. Point game. It's I just don't. I don't know. He's just yeah. not it anymore. I thought um, I did think Iguodala was really really good. good. Like yeah, really good. I mean it. He. He almost forced Kawhi a lot of those possessions where Kawhi had to go to like the bottom right corner um, mm-hmm. of the court and kind of just stand there because Iguodala was just on him and it was like, don't even try, <laughs> don't right. even try it. Uh, and yeah, Iggy's been awesome. Yeah, he I mean, he really has, and um, I just want to let's not forget about him, especially like next season or something. You know, he's talking like he's gonna be back. I hope, man. I mean, he's, Me too. he's he's still balled out. Yeah, absolutely. He's still he, balled out. Ball out until you can't anymore, you know? I agree. Ball out until you're Sean Livingston. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's Boogie, which I will say this. I know Bo- I, I called out some of Boogie, Boogie's boneheaded moves he made in Game 5, but I actually really enjoyed him Game 5 and Game 6. I don't think he was spectacular by any means, but it seemed like, you know, first off when KD goes down, in Game Five, he really stepped up and being a, good, being a big scorer for them. And tonight, you know, there was a little stretch there in the second quarter where he was, you know, pretty damn good. I mean, he ended up with twelve and five. So, and we kind of knew this was kind of a tryout year for him to show he can still play, see if he can get a bigger contract next season. I don't know if he's necessarily he hasn't definitely like got his legs back to being boogie again, but. It looked like the more he played, Kyle looked like he was getting closer and closer to kind of feeling that way, and I think that was what was enjoyable to see. So I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but um, I think contractually it's almost impossible to bring Boogie back. Correct. Um, and that's because they signed him on the mid-level exception last year for about five million. They have his non-bird rights. The most they could offer someone with non-bird rights on a one-year. Um, would be 120% of what he made last season. So he made a, about $5 million last season. So the most they could offer him would be $6 million this season. I don't see any way where Cousins signs for less than $13 million. Agreed, especially because... And and I think he's going to want a three three to four-year deal. Um, yeah. You know, especially with some injury history. So I just... Yeah, I don't think he'll be back... Um, I think he could be – I don't think he'll be the second star on, on a really good team, but I would like to see him maybe sneak in to, like, be a third star or something like that. That'd be be nice. Agreed. Seem like the Clippers are – well, they have Montrezl Harrell. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, not that we're going to talk about this by any means because we're going to spend forever time on it for the next couple months. Um, if the Lakers do pull off this Anthony Davis deal and you can get him for a little bit of, like, you can get him for that $13 million and put him at center with those two. Yeah. Doesn't suck. Doesn't suck. You know? I agree. Um, by the way, you yeah. know who's the only person that's won an NBA championship three years in a row? Uh, Patrick McCall. Oh my! This he's guy's the only a one winner. in this run. Yes. This guy's a winner. Put him on your team. <laughs> That's who the Lakers need to go after. Yep, right quit, there. Quit going after Anthony Davis. Go after Patrick McCaw. Yeah. Not only that, he's the only person. Ooh, ooh, this is gonna be a good trivia question in the future, Kyle. Ooh. Just thought about this. So Patrick McCall this year alone started the season with Golden State, had the whole thing where he didn't play. Goes to Cleveland, who was just in the NBA Finals. And then end of the year with Toronto. So Patrick McCall has not only been winning, won the last three NBA championships, he's the only guy that's played for the last three NBA champions, and he played for all three of them within a season. That's a really crazy stat. Also, all three of those teams that won all had rookie coaches the first time they won. That's true. Steve Kerr, Ty Lue, and now Nick Nurse. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. There, there's another uh, little trivia stat. So this, I'm thinking of this Warriors team, man. Like, these rotation guys are definitely going to look different next year because I don't think you know Jordan Bell's an RFA. I don't think he's really done anything to say like you guys should bring me back. Drebko, I can't imagine they're like excited to jump at the bit to bring him back. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, no, I what what needs to happen is they'll have their mid level exception. They need to hit on that five million dollars, and then they're going to have a draft pick. And we're going to get into a ton of draft stuff in the next few weeks, guys. Um, well, we got like a week to draft next Thursday. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about some <laughs> how did teams draft and everything like that, right? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm uh, so excited. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about the draft for the next week or two uh, a ton. But uh, they need to hit on their draft pick, and they need to hit on, uh, on their mid-level exception, really. And, uh, you know, if they can, I don't know. Trade a couple, trade another draft pick in the future, uh, or something like that. But they're gonna have to figure something out. I mean, I I, I actually love the idea of doing it like a sign and trade with KD. Um, to be honest, I do too. Just you know, please give us anything back in return. KD will send you exactly where you want to go. Um, I don't know. It just we'll yeah. take that Mitchell Robinson off your hands to be our center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. Um, That'd be dope. Or who, like, honestly, whoever. I mean, gosh, give me Dennis yeah. Smith Jr. Like, how many minutes would Dennis Smith Jr. have gotten in this series? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, agreed. Like, give me, give me any player that's like, give me Emmanuel Moutier. Honestly, Emmanuel <laughs> Moutier would play. Like, um, so. But if you know, if they if they negotiate in Laker terms, you can have everyone except Kevin Knox. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> All right, on so, that, but. yeah, same. So on the other end, let's talk about the Raptors, man. It's their night. It's their moment. First time in their franchise history. They did everything they could to really kind of keep this moment alive. You know, they brought Vince and Bosch and um, everyone back for like Raptors lore of greatness to game five, which is the last home game. Um, except for Dwayne Casey. I don't think he was brought back. But Oh, man, uh, leave him alone. Leave him alone. I'm not, I'm not dogging. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so... Really, obviously, the whole country of Canada gets to celebrate an NBA championship. 
I heard some people complaining that they're like, well, this is the first championship we've had since 93. And I'm like, I'm from Cincinnati, assholes. Don't talk to me about tidal droughts, all right? Like, <laughs> 93 doesn't sound that long to me. There's a lot of cities no. out there, so. Isn't that how old you are? Uh, 92. Yeah, so just a little, just, just a year yeah. younger. That's not, I mean, that's not crazy. I'm also, right. I, I'm from Detroit, so I kind of got spoiled there in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, you did. You know, with the the Red Wings, especially man, they were they were hot there they for were a awesome. little bit, and then you had the Pistons and um, the Tigers and Tigers were sure. good. They never they got to the World Series, but didn't win it. But you know, again, that was that was as fun as it gets. You got a Final Four this year, so you know Ooh. you got some good stuff. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, so they guess you don't really do an extra interview on one championship team because you did what you needed to do, but. This also is an interesting scenario where this team could be looking a little different next year. So, obviously, Lowry's going to be back because he's going to get, like, 35 mil next year. Um, Serge Ibaka's back next year on 23 mil. Uh, Norman Powell's back on 10. Fred Van Vliet's back on about 9.5. But really, the bargain is Pascal Siakam's only going to be making 2.3 next year. Um, obviously, the thing that hangs over is will Kawhi come back? Does the championship really kind of sweeten the opportunity sweeten this for him to come back i don't really believe that that's the case kyle but i do think that he's going to obviously consider this because really if he comes back and you run this back it's still pretty damn good i agree and i think uh i'd be really interested to hear if there's um a better contract in the last let's say 20 years than pascal siakam this year on a 1.5 million dollar contract any contract at all is there any contract out there that was there was a better value than Pascal Siakam this year at one point five? Yeah, be, and if they pick it, yeah, you're right. Because in the year after, so twenty twenty, uh, he's going to make two point three, and in twenty twenty one, he's going to make three point five. So like, you're gonna, if you, you mean, what's his ceiling? You would think like All Star is probably his ceiling. Like he could definitely be an All Star from what we've seen in these playoffs. Oh right? yeah, I think next year he'll actually make the All Star team. I, really I do too. Do. I think yeah. his usage percentage will go up because I think Kawhi will leave. And, uh, yeah, I, I actually think he'll make the All-Star team. So, Dude, the, the championship had this year is sweet. It looks like like see it. the old 90s ones. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks looks nice. It's got the OVO on the side. You see it? Oh, it does. It does, yeah. That's Look dope. That. Yeah. Respect. It is, yeah. Um, Dig it. Marcus Gasol, what's Marcus Gasol's contract situation? He's, so he is free. going to be a free agent, but he's yeah. got a player option. Okay. For this year, so well, if he picks it up, which he's probably going to opt in because it's twenty-five mil. Well, the thing is, do you think Marcus Gasol tries? You think? I mean, he's pretty old. He's thirty-four yeah. now. Toronto has his bird rights too. Do you think that he's like, well, I'm not going to get another contract after this, or so maybe maybe he opts out of it restructures it and is like y'all take three years maybe but i don't know maybe he only wants to play one more year maybe so does jonas valanciunas get a ring by the way since he was technically on the team this year we do this every year i know but yeah i forget how many games you have to play you have to like play in the finals um or you have to play at least like so many games yeah because i know anderson vergel technically qualify when the Cavs won the title and he was playing for the Warriors. But he think he turned it down. <laughs> um Giannis definitely isn't uh upset today because he he uh oh no he declined his player option. 
That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So really, these are the guys that are kind of on the table for them next year. Lowry, Gasol, if he picks up his option. Urbaka, Kawhi, if he picks up his option. Pal, Van Vliet, Siakam, OG Nanobi, Chris Boucher, and Malcolm Miller. And those two, both, those last two guys I named are both making like 1.5. Yeah. I think they're two-way players, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, so really, I mean, they're not in a bad situation money-wise. You know, the cap holds they have, Danny Green's making 15. I imagine he will not be a part of the team next year. Yeah, I would imagine that he goes somewhere else. And he's just... He's just been too inconsistent, man. Yeah. But I mean he's still he's still a good two way wing. Um you know, he can he can be a really hot shooter, but man, when he when he turned the ball over there at the end, uh yeah. there was like nineteen seconds left. He comes in the game after sitting for a little bit and he turns the ball over the first play back and I'm like, Ooh, if Toronto blows <laughs> this now. Yeah. It's going to be the freaking Bill Buckner through the legs. Yeah. But, yeah. Siakam I think, is on SVP right now. Uh, I'm seeing it. Love I think it. I think he finds a new home. Um, I really do. I think Danny Green does. So, uh, I think Kawhi is gone. I think Danny Green's gone. I think Marcus Gasol is probably back. Um, so, yeah. I I don't know. I, they didn't play OG Ananobi at all. Um, no, I feel like I'm like in the 99th percentile on OG Ananobi. I really like him. Uh, I do too. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird that he didn't play like even a minute, but uh, yeah, and they also don't have their draft pick this year. It's going to San Antonio for the Kawhi trade. Yeah, it's 29th, but still. Yeah, so you know, really, they're probably not going to add much more. No, so. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. So it's gonna be, I, 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 you know, there's what's interesting about this finals is we've we've gone through this year in and year out, obviously, but this might be the finals where we see the most turnover from the from one year to the next, um, as far as both teams. The '98 Bulls to the '99 Bulls will forever be the most ridiculous turnaround I've ever seen from a championship team. But, yeah. um, can, it's it's nuts. Can we do the uh, Kawhi thing now? Yeah, sure. So, so Kawhi wins. Finals MVP, he uh-huh. he wasn't the unanimous MVP. Um, Hubie Brown for ESPN Radio voted for Fred Van Vliet. For Whoa, sure, okay. but everyone else voted for uh, for him. Okay, yeah, like oh, you vote for the best player, you know, like, dude. You, like unless he blows it, like unless he like actively blows it, you just vote for the best player. Like it's fine, um, or unless there's some pl- player that's playing like otherworldly, you know, but. Right, <laughs> voting for Fred. Like if, <laughs> <laughs> who are you like? Who who's that for? You be like, what? I don't know. But anyways, uh, it should have been like if yeah, yeah. Like if Siakam had done what he did game one the whole series, and I'd probably been like, okay, cool. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, Kawhi yeah. didn't win it. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah. So now you have Kawhi, who's won Finals MVP uh, twice, twice for two different franchises, and one of three, and. In the greater story of basketball, um, he took down the Heat dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, oh. He took down the Spurs dynasty, really. Oh. And did he take down the Warriors dynasty tonight? Kind of a cool that, kind of a cool little, yeah. uh, the, the dynasty killer, you know? 
Yeah, that, that um, nickname should be on his basketball reference page next yeah, year. Yeah, I thought I, I just thought that was kind of a, a fun little storyline that you could kind of someone could kind of run with. Uh, but yeah, I dig um, it. Overall, man, he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely got a, a lot of buzz around him. I mean, we we ran a poll and we talked about this on a previous episode. But we ran a poll: who would you be most excited for in free agency, or who would you be trying to get the most um, next year? Um, Durant, Kawhi, AD, or Irving, and I know AD is not a free agent, but trained for him. And this is when everyone was healthy, and the majority of people said they wanted Kawhi next year. Yeah, I think what Kawhi did this year was really prove that he was right to make to do the decisions he made last year. Yeah, and I dig it. I'm all for like if you're going to take care of your body and take care of your investment, do yeah. what you got to do. I agree. All right, here's here's a what if for you. If if Durant doesn't come back at all, um, and so the so the big storyline was Durant's injury was uh, mishandled, right? Right. So then, um, Clay Thompson gets injured. Do you think that that played a part in it? Do you think that they're like, listen, we can't let this guy go back in injured because if he gets right. injured again after we just did this last game, do you think that had any part of it? Absolutely do. You Absolutely. do? Okay. Yeah. I definitely thought about it where I'm just like, man, I I just feel like how they mishandled the Durant thing is playing a factor and kind of skewing what, what they're thinking right now in this moment. And uh, I, I genuinely think, again, it was a one-point game with 10 seconds left. If, if Clay Thompson's playing those last, you know, 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, I, I, I think, agree. I think that he is you know, a plus, maybe, I don't know, a plus three points at least, and, and they win or something. But Yeah, I'm fine that they didn't play him because, I think like I said, this is long-term investment time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, they shouldn't have played him. Right. Like, they shouldn't I, have, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that they should have played him. Oh, I'm not saying you are. I, but. I'm just saying that, uh, that I thought that, that their decision-making was kind of altered just because of the recency of – Man, we just had this decision where it was like, this guy's hurt. Do we play him? Like, we just had it. You know what I mean? And the player right. was like, I'm fine. And they just, sh- you know, yeah. They didn't play him. And uh, I-, I genuinely think if they would have played him tonight, the last quarter, they would have won and forced a game seven. But, I mean, he got hurt. That's That's part of the game. He got hurt. He couldn't go back in, so. I'm completely content without a game seven this year. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I was pretty ready for it to end. I'll be, I'll be super honest. Um, the draft is is one of my favorite things of the year. Same. I love the draft. I love free agency. Obviously, I love the finals, man. But um, man, uh, it's just emotional. It's emotionally taxing when you watch um, Durant go down. Um, yeah. And when you watch Clay Thompson go down, and you watch you know all these guys go down, it's it's really, really rough, and um, I don't know who would have been left for a Game 7. Danny Green kind of tweaked himself. Uh, you saw Steph Curry go over a screen, and Marc Gasol's knee hit his thigh. He looked kind of hurt. Um, it basically would have been like Siakam. Kawhi, Kawhi didn't look healthy that last game. I mean, he looked really slow. There was a right. fa- there was that one fast break where he just like pulled up and was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll just kind of go half-court offense when he had like a – a three-on-one advantage, and 
it just would have been a weird game seven where I would have been like, again, we talked about this where it was Fred Van Vliet versus Draymond Green at the last few minutes. I feel like that's what it would have been the last, <laughs> it would have been. Last know, game. Yeah, it would have been Kyle Lowry versus Steph Curry. And that was, <laughs> that would have been the whole game. Yeah, so. Yeah. I was I was so, glad it ended. It felt it's good. It's good that it ended. Me too. Yeah, and not that's not just because like the Warriors lost. It's just because it's like okay, like I'm ready for the draft, and the way everyone's dropping right now, basically just echoing your points, like it would have been pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I like that that we don't have to have like the I don't know. The Raptors barely won this. Golden State was a better team, or anything like that. I, I'm just glad it's, just glad it's over. Um, Same. But I do think this Kawhi, this Kawhi playoff run in general as a whole will go down uh, in recent history as one of the more memorable ones that wasn't, you know, by a guy not named uh, LeBron. Yeah, this is definitely Jordan-esque. Like, yeah, I mean. Gosh, 92 that, Jordan versus this Kawhi would be pretty fun. That uh, that shot against Philly again. Oof. Oh man. Oh. Shot against Philly, just basically just taking Giannis out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Man, unbelievable. Yeah. Just it's great. Yeah. So Toronto, we go ahead and say it again, just so I can make sure I understand it. The Toronto Raptors are, in fact, the 2018-2019 NBA champions. They are. They will hang a banner this year. I mean, this uh, this upcoming season. They'll have a ring night. This is cool, man. Shout out to Canada. Yeah, shout out to Canada. They deserved it. Um, I mean, we did. We called that we thought it was going to be Golden State versus Toronto in the finals. We called it before the playoffs started. That yep. was our prediction. Um. I thought it'd be a seven-game series if if the teams were both fairly healthy. Um, the teams were both not healthy. The Warriors were obviously depleted. So, um, yeah. I mean, again, I, I I'm not too shocked by it. I I thought Toronto is a great team all season. Um, well deserved, man. Kawhi sat 20 games. Um, Lowry sat 20 games in the regular season. They still only lost the best record in the league by one game. Like. They're uh, they're definitely some ballers out there, and and we talked about their veteran leadership going into the finals, and how everyone kind of had uh, had really good playoff experience, and uh, they played like it, man. They they definitely had uh, a ton of uh, charisma during the finals. I thought. Yeah, I mean so. Absolutely. So, with that being said, um, I think we now we look forward to we turn the page to the off season, to and, the draft, uh, baby, to the draft, which we're gonna be nuts next week. There's a lot of shit next week that we're gonna be covering. So, it is. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Anthony Davis is gonna break by uh, <laughs> by Monday. So, yeah, which would be great because we'll have to do that podcast, and then we'll have to do our mock draft, or you know, whichever comes first. So. If you check out our YouTube channel, which I tweeted out today, I believe it is just youtube.com slash 48minutesnetwork, um, we'll have two streams next week. So Monday, we'll have our live podcast stream, which will also be made into a podcast that will go up Tuesday morning. I forgot to include it when I when I promoted this yesterday. Um, so all of us drafting as teams, the Shot Callers team, the 48 Minutes team, and the Adler's bid team, kind of picking 
Um, so Kyle and Ben of the at large of the shot callers team will be the third pick. Uh, so it'll be three, six, nine, twelve in the lottery. Oh, you get to be the Pistons! Yay, we get to be the Pistons! Um, yeah, I will be uh, contacting you guys through uh, back channels and telling you guys who to leave on the table for the Pistons. So, um, <laughs> as I will do to the at large bid team for the Bulls. Yeah, exactly. We will. Uh, we will leave Romeo Langford for you guys to take at number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then, uh, so yeah, so <laughs> we'll have the stream for Monday. That'll be live. And then Tuesday it's going to go up and be up our podcast episode. So you can kind of get our idea of our mock draft. Um, also Tuesday, Kyle starts our article series for the draft, uh, breaking down the effects of the lottery. Um, I know you've been working pretty hard on this, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, this lottery was really one of the biggest lotteries we've had in uh in recent history for sure probably in the last decade at least so mm-hmm. absolutely definitely some some big long-term effects of it yeah and then wednesday we've got donnie menke's article uh talking about the post lottery first round picks that we should be looking for like the potential steals um i think i sent that to you already i don't know if you had a chance to scan over it yet yeah and then thursday the day of the draft We'll have my article because, truthfully, I, for some reason or another, have fallen in love with the second round of this draft. I do like the depth of the second round in this draft. I can't lie. Um, so I kind of profile about six, five or six guys I really like in the second round. Guys I've been lucky enough to see in person. Guys I watched a lot of film on. Guys I really like the upside of. And then, of course, also on our YouTube channel, we will have our live draft show, which former 48 Minutes member Alex Derrickson is producing, and he's worked really hard on. And I'm stoked because he showed me the layout. I sent it to you guys. It looks sweet. I'm stoked for it, man. Yeah, I am too, man. He uh, he does so much cool stuff um, in his own projects and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for him to, to help us out. Yeah, me too. Um, I haven't decided if we should make that a thing that goes up Friday because it might be three hours long, and I don't think people will like us for three hours. It's going to be three hours? It's a draft. It's always long. God. All right. <laughs> I've got plenty of beer in the I've got plenty of beer in the beer fridge, so. All right. All yeah. right. Perfect. So that being said, I think we can go ahead and wrap up um talking about the Raptors NBA championship run. I've just got to say it more and more so I understand it. And um hey, you know, while we're at doing this, I wrote a really good article. I'm going to give myself credit for once. Um that's on the website right now about how I really thought Kevin Durant deserved better than the treatment he's gotten the last couple of years. And obviously as part of the injury part uh, makes the conversation and the fact that he was cheered off the court in Toronto, but breaking down, like I kind of, you know, make the effort of he really has shown he's as human as we are in some cases where it's not all seven footers that can score from anywhere. Um, so be sure to check that out on 48 minutes network.com and also check out the 48 minutes network on Apple podcasts and all your podcast providers of choice. We do appreciate five star reviews. I know you hear me say it every episode now, but hey, I got to do what I got to do. So it's going to be a lot of fun next week. We're stoked. And of course, whatever Anthony Davis happens, I'm sure we'll have a podcast too. So everyone, enjoy. Toronto, enjoy the night. Drake, started from the bottom, now you're here. Canada. Yeah. I love Canada and the Canadian National Anthem. So shout out to Canada. That's my family right there. Grew up in Detroit. Basically, uh, look at them like neighbors. I've always they've always been my family, so very proud for Word. very proud for them. Um, they deserve it. 
Absolutely. Well, everyone, have a good night. We'll see you next week. See you guys.